Crewpros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crewpros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crewpros. Crewpros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Grizz 901, presented to you by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Looky, 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 look who we have here. I am your host, Daniel Greer, but the other guy joining us from a gymnasium near you, Ryan, what's up, man? Um, I... I thought it was permanently banned. So it's nice to be back. <laughs> <laughs> but as, no, Listen, no, as you Ryan, can see, busy with a lot of basketball stuff, live in the gym, yeah. as you can see. But. Yeah, Ryan is very busy right now. Uh, this is kind of his time where I always know, usually it's the hardest time for me is to find someone to do this with me a little bit. Um, and so thankfully Nathan's kind of come over and just kind of stepped right in, uh, and be kind of become the other co-host as well. So it's kind of a three man team. Uh, and so I literally text, uh, Nathan before we were getting on here. I say, Hey, I'm just guessing you're not coming on. He goes, Nope. If you got Ryan, y'all have fun. And so Ryan's here, uh, Nathan will be back here tomorrow. We're going to have a two for this week, right? So we're going to do back to back games. They're both middle of the week. Uh, even after a blowout, which is usually the toughest uh, to do any kind of a show, because what what content are you doing? But we have a couple segments here. We're going to get into uh, some interesting things, uh, and it should be you know, it should be a fun night. We have a lot we can talk about, obviously. Uh, and with tonight, it it was an absolute bloodbath, right from the very start. Like it, it was the Hornets just shooting like lights out. It looked great, and then they kind of came back to, to earth, right? Uh, the Grizzlies end up winning 131 to 107. Uh, thoughts on the game just in general, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, first minutes, is like, okay, this might actually be interesting. And, and I know like Pete Pranica and them were saying regretting, which you know is one of my favorite sayings, but theirs was <laughs> a crash and burn. <laughs> like it was just, they flew a little too close to, the sun and fell completely down flat and as soon as the subs came in for the hits it was over like the game was done yeah yeah that that honestly was it like they had their little run and i, I know nathan put out a stat I, I can't pull it out fast enough but uh nathan put up a stat and it was like perfect i think they scored 24 points and then literally did not score for another four minutes and ended up the first quarter. I think it was like 26 points. So just in general, that is something that I, I see that bad teams are. Like the way they were acting, the way they were reacting, that's just what bad teams do. And listen, I know you have been there as well. 
But we have seen some really bad Grizzlies teams. Okay, so I am not too far removed to not not understand that. It's a double negative, whatever. I understand, and I know what they're going through. And they're frustrated. There's people injured. The Grizzlies have people injured all the time. But thankfully, this team has been built in a certain way that we have guys like David Roddy who's able to step up out of nowhere, Santi Aldama's coming up, uh, and, and it's players like that that are able to step in and make this team what it is. The whole reason people said that this team was better without John Morant, that's the whole reason. It's because they're built the right way. That Charlotte team, they're not built the right way at all. No, this is the this is two franchises who, one who drafted really well and one who didn't. Right, yeah. Like t- two teams that hit or missed on their draft picks, and you start to see it. Like Charlotte constantly having to go back in the top ten of the lottery to try to fix what they're in currently, and then they usually blow. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. there's no continuity. I thought it was weird when they brought back Steve Clifford after they fired him like three years ago. <laughs> uh, so that whole kind of situation is weird. I mean, you got Gordon Hayward who's not playing for them, always injured now. Um, I know Kelly Oubre didn't play, but if that's really a big deal for the Hornets, that Cooley, Kelly Oubre not playing, then you've got major internal problems. Um, yeah. And I know we probably don't want to touch about Miles Bridges, but mm. like ha- not having him there, who was a guy who was a fringe all last year, obviously you're going to feel that, right? Yeah. So it's basically LaMelo and Rozier. And if one of those guys aren't hitting, then it's just you're fighting enough battle the entire game. Yeah, I agree. It, it, that's man, that, that team is in utter disarray right now. And they might be playing for Scoot. They might be playing for uh, Wimbanyama. Like it might be that bad. Like the fact is, and I'll, and we'll get into the Grizzlies real quick, but <clears throat> let's keep talking about the Hornets because I have two things. These are, these are very much just in general questions. And I want to ask you because you keep up with more of the, the league in general than I do as well. What are you doing with LaMelo, all right? So you're playing him, right? But but really, what are you doing? Do you make a decision to shut him down and try to go for next year? Because that, honestly, you're going to hurt his growth. And then the other thing is, why are we even talking to Miles Bridges? Like. Uh, that doesn't make sense yes. to me, especially at the predicament they're in. What what are they even doing talking to him? Yeah, LaMelo, I mean, LaMelo's not going anywhere. Like, he's the only thing they really have, right? But this is a team that has a couple players that I would be interested in if they did become available. Like, if Charlotte was really like, they don't need help tanking. Like, they literally don't need to trade anybody tank worse. <laughs> like, they can just keep doing what they're doing. Like, their bench is so bad. Like, they're awful. Um, but, like, P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, I think they're interesting players if they're on a good team. Now, they're not, like, starting five caliber, but if you need an eight-man rotation heading into playoff time, I think those are two really interesting pieces that could help you come playoff yeah. time. Unfortunately for yeah. them, they're just in a no-win situation with the Hornets. They're going nowhere. Um, but I think that those are two interesting players that could help teams that I would not be surprised teams, like especially playoff teams, try to poach. And, but I don't know if yeah. the Hornets will do it. Like, I don't know if they're going to be like, well, we 
got Lamelo what two years ago now, maybe three. Mm. Um, yeah, let's go all in again for a top five pick. They might do that. What else do they have to do? Um, yeah. So I don't know if they'll necessarily be selling pieces, but if they do, I'm interested by a couple of those pieces. Yeah. Well, just looking at that, like Gordon Hayward has two more years. He's got $30 million each year uh, on his contract. Oh, thanks. Uh, but then, yeah, Terry Rozier's got three years, and the other one is – says it's non-guaranteed uh, the fourth year. But the guys that I'm looking at, right, and, and that's why I want to hit on that because this ties in back into the Grizzlies a little bit because somebody who I have liked is P.J. Washington, right? He's on a uh, you know 5.8. Uh, he's a restricted free agent next season. Uh, so if you were to get a guy like that, like this is the perfect team that we just saw tonight that some of those, if not a lot of those players, are on expiring contracts and can be moved. And you might see them around the league playing on – playoff teams they could be playing on the grizzlies because these are guys that you can go get and they're cheap rentals like 5.8 uh for a guy like pj washington is good uh but they're gonna have to pay Lamelo at some point they have cody martin there that's on a long-term deal kelly Ubre, who you said was just injured he's got you know this is his last year he's expiring mason Plumley, who's playing really well basketball right now uh outside of you know playing against steve-o everybody looks bad you know and i'm gonna hit on that with Neil carter <laughs> Uh, coming up for next game tomorrow night. Um, and I have a little bit of a, a bet. We're going to go on the under. We're just going to give away a little bit mm. of a tease. Uh, but I mm. think some of those guys, even like a guy like Dennis Smith Jr., $1.8 million, that's a guy that you might be able to get off of. Just forget draft picks because people have $1.8 wiggle room on their team, and he's good enough to go play on a team. And he might be the 10th, 11th guy, right? But if you're down with injuries, you that might be a guy you really need. So uh, that team, that Hornets team is uh, is interesting, right? But I think that they're going to be a team that you're going to see selling. There's no way that they're going to be a buyer at all. Yeah, they're definitely a sell if they sell. Like I, they just they they can keep if they want to take, just keep doing what. <laughs> wow, player starters, wow. you know their regular minutes, but that bench. 15 to 20 minutes and you're good. It's a great stealth tank because that bench is abysmal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about two things. New segment on the show. Uh, instead of going down and breaking down the entire game, right? Most of the people that are coming over here or listening on the podcast, uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, but the second thing is, is you probably can see the box score in front of you. We all have the internet, right? The, the world wide web. We got it. We can surf it. So, Let's go, instead of breaking down the box score, let's go give you our two things. So, uh, Ryan, let's start off with you first. Give me one of your two things, and kind of we'll go down and break down what that is uh, in general. So this is just two things I saw in the game tonight? Yes. That's what we're doing? Or, you know what? Go crazy with it. Whatever you want. It's your show. <laughs> no. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, which I know it wasn't much of a fight, but I thought the rotations on defense were much cleaner. Um, there is times where we tend to overhelp still for no reason. Like, why are we sending two people to stop a Plumley drive? Like, what are we doing? Right. Um, but it is the Hornets, so it just it really doesn't matter. But I thought the rotations overall on defense were much cleaner, which has been my biggest problem with them for the past couple weeks. Right? Like, 
Yeah. The energy, the effort, the communication, like, are you going to help or you're not, or are you going to all watch? Um, and it was pretty clear how they were doing that. They got a couple steals where Charlotte's driving baseline and the bottom guy would rotate over to help on that drive. And then the top guard would dive all the way down to that opposite corner and jump that pass. And they may have been doing that on and off depending on the type of teams they're playing, but it was really noticeable tonight, right? Like that was the game plan. Charlotte was going to drive baseline, try to kick to the opposite corner for that three. And the Grizzlies just completely took it away. Um, and so it, basically turned into can the hornets hit above the break threes and we found out after the first seven minutes that they clearly could not um so i think that's one of the things that i noticed the most was cleaner help cleaner rotations um cleaner scheme like executing scheme Yeah, I, I think that they are finally finding some rotations that are fitting. I don't think they're over, um, I guess, overhelping in a sense. That's what I've always talked about is doing a little bit too much on the defensive end where they're completely overselling themselves and puts them in a bad spot to guard their guy. And so literally it's always somebody's chasing after the ball. And at that point, you're going to have enough passes in the NBA to find an open man. Uh, let's go to my thing, and I'm going to take this away from uh, Black Lives Matter. Jaron is clear and away the best defender in the league. I won't go that far. I know how you love Jaron, right? But I won't go that far. I will say <laughs> that tonight, but also every other night, what I'm seeing now is that he is still getting his blocks, right? A cash on uh, the Grizzly player watch over, I think it was a plus 140. Thank you for three blocks for Jaron tonight. Uh but what you're seeing is people are getting to the basket and Jaron's near and they're actually kicking it back out when they have potentially a layup. Normally in an NBA game, when you get that close, you can rise up and dunk the ball or rise up, use the rim and go underneath of it. But because he's so long, people are having to rethink about what they're doing on the offensive end. And so Jaron is by far and away the best rim protector in the league. I will go I will go that far and say that. I do think that he has to be a little bit smarter of a player and I have to see it for longer stretches, uh especially in big games, you know, that we've seen where he can kind of disappear. But I will say that Jaron seems to be finding himself a little bit more, especially as of late. He went through that bad stretch where he was just making boneheaded decisions. He's finally I guess taking a deep breath. Uh, and he's not being the guy who's going for the block. He's kind of letting it come to him. Uh, and as long as he can continue to still be the roamer on defense, he's always going to be the best rim defender in the league. Yeah, I I, I, I was going to ask what your definition of best defender in the league is because um, he's the best help defender in the league, I would say. Um, and he is a really good rim protector. I don't think he's a super locked him one defender but people aren't really right. going um and obviously can say that he's that he has to clean up the stupid fouls right um yeah. and just kind of learning when to pick and choose to go for stuff uh so yeah. he is a really good defender and he is an excellent is right with our guards not playing perimeter defense it's kind of like well you got me I mess up that rotation, yeah. just clean it up. 
and then he gets foul trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like he cleans everything up for all the wings, all the wing shrubs, and and he has been excellent at that so far. Um, I think he's doing really well. Yeah. No, and, and I think uh, Black Lives Matter just said he's the defensive player of the year, not the best defender. Uh, that's probably that probably is a better statement. But I will say that um, the fact that so many people were coming at him during that stretch where he was playing so bad, making boneheaded decisions, to now being the favorite to win defensive player of the year is by far leaves and bounds. And it goes out to him for for understanding the game a little bit more and kind of letting it settle down. All right, Ryan, give me your next thing that you've seen uh, tonight or whenever you've seen it. Oh, lights went out. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, they're my sisters. <laughs> I was wow. wondering how long it was going to take before those went out. Uh, they're going to be up longer than that. Sorry. Uh, um, the second thing funny. was, is, is Zaire Williams just out of the rotation? Mm. Uh, because I thought it was weird that he was available and he didn't play until garbage time. Yeah. Um, and Roddy walked. So it's not like you can say, like, it wasn't justified. Uh, Z has been struck, but you're going to need Zaire at some point with his length and his defense potential, right? It's just his offense is so, like, it's taken another step back. So I think he just needs time to get back in it. But I guess the big question is, that, right, like, how confident are you yeah. in the knee? Um because the minutes have been really sporadic, even when he's come back. Yeah. Like it's 19 minutes, it's 12 minutes. Like it's not a consistent role. So, like, um, a situational player now, which is not what you draft with the 10th pick or whatever it was, the 12th pick. Right. Um, it just kind of feels that, which is weird. So, it's going on. But it's yeah. something that stuck out to me for sure. It was like, where is I again? Like, I thought that previous game, too. I didn't know he was scratched right before game time. I was like, where is Zaire at? Yeah. And then uh, I can't remember who sent it over to me and said that he was ruled out, like, at game time. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the uh, – I believe he said it was the other knee, Coach Jenkins said, so it had nothing to do with, um, I guess, the, the injury that kept him out for so long. They were just being precautious is what his, I guess, reasoning was. This was going to be my second thing, but I'm, I have something else. But I do want to hit on this. I'm going to ask you one question. Me and me and Nate talked about this last time, and I don't, I don't want to give. I, I don't even know if you probably listened to the show. Probably not, right? You're busy enough. But um, we'll ask the question. Zaire Williams, at this point in his in his career, where he is on your team, right? They're potentially playing Roddy over him. What would you do as a coach, a GM, executive? Would you? Send me down to the G League to get some reps in. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, that's the whole point of the G League, right? Like, the, don't MLB pitchers do this when they're going through rehab? They go down yes. to a farm team. And get reps. Yep. I mean, Xavier Tillman asked for reps. That's the only reason why like, I don't think the Grizzlies would have sent him down to the G League and specifically asked for it. So, yeah, I, I get it like you're played in the playoffs last year um you had some really good minutes and but a lot of times you struggled um 
He's been injured yeah. for most of the year. He's come back and really struggled. Like that's like he looks frustrated, even in the few minutes they garbage time. Like he looks clearly frustrated, right? Um, and I just think this comes with reps. And if, if it were me, I just want as many reps as I can, right? Like if I'm just 12 minutes a game, still struggling with my shot like why is coach jenkins feel more confident to give me 20 minutes whereas right. i can go down to the g league you know play as many minutes as i want to get up as many many shots as i want to get back in the rhythm <laughs> then i can come back and yeah. find a more carved out role for me so yeah. i would but i know it's it's got to be a pride thing because it, xavier Tillman is not mm. prideful to ask for he wanted it Zaire doesn't seem to have asked for it. And I don't yep. know if the front office has approached him about it, but I would. Mm. like, I would just purely want the reps. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's the thing is I feel like as a GM exec, I don't, I don't think it's to that point yet where you're like, Hey, we have to make the decision. I think you want, because it's still early into the season, right? We're not even halfway through. I think it's still at the part of the season where you're like, Hey, we want to let him make that decision himself, right? He is a young player. They could easily make the decision for him. But if they allow him as a man, even though he is really young, as a man to say, hey, I've seen Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman tonight, he played really well. He's also going to play really well against bad teams, but he did play really well for his, his minutes that he got. So I don't want to take that away from him. But it's worked for Xavier Tillman to the point where Zaire Williams has to almost do it himself. He has to be the one that takes it upon himself and says, hey, I want to go down there and I want to go ahead and get some minutes. And yes, it's not traveling with the team. You're just going to South Haven and playing, getting some practice in. Um, I'd be curious if they send him to just down there to get a practice in. Um, I think that could be. But the, the thing is, like he, he really is the perfect player this team needs. He's just not himself. So it has nothing to do with Zaire in general as a bad player. He isn't himself. Whether it's injury, whether it's confidence, it doesn't matter. I think it was going to take himself to say, hey, I need to go down there just to get some playing time. He can't get playing time tonight. He played seven minutes. Um, he did have six rebounds. My God, six rebounds in seven minutes. That's what we want. Um, that's that's like when you're doing that, you're literally saying, hey, I'm going to bust it for those seven minutes. And he did. All right. I think he shot, I think he hit one shot. Uh, but, but just overall, I, I think that's good. But um, let me get to my other thing real quick and we'll get on to uh, the next games. So we don't want to spend too much time on these big blowouts. We have another show tomorrow night. Uh, my other thing is Steven Adams on the Grizzlies. They have the best isolation points per possession team. Let me say it again. The Grizzlies themselves are the best on defense, best points per possession defense. The player that has the best percentage, Steven Adams. I want to give him a shout-out for the simple fact that he's doing so much on the defensive end, not the offensive end where he's obviously heralded uh, for getting those big extra offensive rebounds. He is doing the little things. He's getting two, uh, tonight two blocks and a, uh, one steal. He's a plus 24. He tied with Desmond Bain as being the best plus minus. The guy is doing a very good job on these other bigs, and he's canceling them out. Like, if you've seen the guys that he's going against, 
you can guarantee the next time you go against JV, I'm going to play his under points, rebounds, and assists every single night. Like, that's going to happen. <laughs> and you know what? I did the same thing tonight against Mason Plumley. And tomorrow night, the teaser, here it is. I'm going under on Wendell Carter. His points, rebounds, and assists were 30 and a half tonight when he played. I'm going to go ahead and go under on Wendell Carter, whatever that number is, as long as it's not under 25. But if it's 25 or higher, I'm going to go under on his points, rebounds, and assists. There's no way he's doing that to Steve-O. And if his rebounds are 10 and a half, Yes, I'm going to go under every single time. I just think Steve-O's having a, mm. a great defensive, uh, just a, a run, a stretch right here, even though the whole, the whole season in general. Uh, I think Steven has been awesome, right? My biggest question is, what does that look like in the playoffs? Um, because is free throw shooting a problem? Um, mm. And I'm surprised, like, it was the first, First time on Christmas when I saw Hack a Steven, right? Mm. And like Kurt did it. He tried. And like he tried. Got called for a whatever that, whatever that, you know, uh, play tech is now, or what's called specifically. But Take that's going to happen a lot in playoffs. Yeah. The whatever that is, the foul. Um, Steven has been awesome and he's going to lead us to, you know, a top three or four seed in the West, right? Um, just dominating other players. But the big question is, is how far is, can he reliably hold up in the playoffs? Is hmm. I think the that it's turned into for me because I know what I'm getting from him in the regular season, right? It's a solid output. He's going to dominate another big that doesn't have any finesse skills. Um He's going to push you under the basket. He's going to swallow up offensive rebounds. He's going to screen assists. Like he's going to do everything in the regular season. The biggest question for me with now with Steven is what's that playoff like? Um, yeah. Because I know it's still close. Like anything could happen. It's still early technically in an NBA season, but it's something to think about, right? Like what is that going to look like? And will a 33% free throw shooter? How much, like, is he going to have a Giannis-like game where he shoots free throws? Um, and so Steven has been awesome. Oh. We're not where we are right now without him. And he's consistent. Right. But where is it going to be when it, you know, when it really matters with him? Because there is holes. Like, there is holes in his game. Yeah. It, it's, there's, yeah, there's definitely holes in his game. But I will say that um, the take foul – kind of takes that a little bit of a, a way, just in, in a small uh, percentage for the simple fact that you honestly can't figure out, nobody can actually figure out when it is actually a take foul is or not, right? The only time they can actually foul him is if they go and put him in a pick and roll. Um, but I think he he is so pivotal for this team because he does allow Ja to kind of be become himself. And I, I, I understand that completely uh, on on maybe not being able to hit his free throws and having hack a Steve-O. Uh, but I will say that that doesn't worry me just yet. And I know that probably, you know, we'll be closer as we do. Um, what worries me the most is we are a bad half-court team where I think we're bottom five in the league in half-court um, uh, basketball. So um, that that does worry me. That more than, you know, hack a Steve-O, I, I don't <laughs> – 
I don't think that worries me right now, but I will say that um, it it could as we get closer to playoff time. My 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 mind is not there yet. I'm not trying to think about playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs. Oh, All right. I'm already thinking Let's, about it. I'm already thinking about matchups. Like match- I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So. Let's go ahead and uh, clear this. So anything else you got on this game or what you've seen so far before we go ahead and get into some uh, uh, look ahead right quick to the Magic? The only indication right. I from this game is that the Grizzlies should have a January. Like I'm expecting, mm. just looking at the schedule, like there's no reason they shouldn't be 12-3 coming out of January. Like 11 at 4, well, uh, 10 and 5 at worst. Honestly, it, it doesn't matter. Taylor Jenkins isn't winning coach of the month. They give it to other people with works records. So who cares? Honestly, whatever. <laughs> go go 16 and 0 for all I care. He still won't win it. Um, all right, real quick. Uh Grizz901 merch. If you want to find any merch, go to Grizz901. Uh I'm sorry, grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz901. Uh, our presenting sponsor is Zach Jaworski State Farm. Make sure that if you do have any insurance needs, give those guys a call. 901-443-4798, ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Uh, they have, you know, auto. You can, if, you, if you're renting, they have renter's insurance, business insurance, pet insurance. That's the thing. That's new. It's a thing. I guess Ooh. it's not new, but it's a thing. Uh, life insurance, um, homeowner's insurance, whatever insurance you might need. Give the guys a call, 901-443-4798 at ZachInsuresMemphis.com. Tonight, went 2-2 again on Grizzly Player Watch for your better. Uh, A lot of those, I think all of those, were uh, plus odds, and so definitely uh, cashed for plus money there. So let's get into uh, some game predictions, heading over into the Magic. I know you look look ahead and you see these other teams. What do you see with the Magic? They're, they are on a back-to-back, just like the Grizzlies, but they didn't have travel. So uh, what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow night? Yeah, I think it's a game the Grizzlies will win. And, uh, probably not because Magic are a little more capable, right? Like, they have a lot more size. Um, so the rebounding stuff is going to be an interesting matchup, I think. Um, it's kind of like, it's weird the who's in and who's out. Uh, do you think they kind of owe them from the preseason? Um, yeah. I believe they beat them in the preseason twice. I know at least Are you once, f- I think. I can't remember. But um, You care about the preseason? Seriously? I think the Grizzlies do. Yeah, no. I do. Mm-mm. I care about no. that kind of stuff. Um, so I think they owe them a little bit. Like the magic think that, you know, hey, we beat y'all and whatever, and y'all's going to take that personally. I do think that is a thing. Um, you have met, you know, well, you haven't met John, but you have tweeted <laughs> petty. John Morant. And you know that that is something that he, he thinks about. Um, but I like the magic. They're tall, they're goofy. Like they have Bull Bull, who is <laughs> the most interesting player in the NBA. Probably his size, like Franz Wagner. I like like Paulo Bancaro is leading for um, here, obviously. But I guess it's just who's in and who's out. Um, yeah. But Wendell Carter is actually one of those big 
digs where he can stretch Adams out, right? Like he's been shooting threes. So that has kind of been a thing for Stevo is guarding guys who can actually stretch the floor. Like he had great success with that. Um, but I think it will be a Grizzlies win, no doubt. I don't care that it's back to back. Like it's the magic. Like they're bad for a reason. <laughs> right. Um, so I do have some some I guess news in general. Um Bull Bull, I believe, is out. I don't think he's going to um I don't think he's gonna be playing. So I, I know he was out tonight. Um Admiral Schofield, I don't think he matters. He's suspended by the league. Uh Franz Wagner and Mo Wagner are both suspended as well during that fight. I think they got two right, games, I, I believe. That. Yeah. Does that two games include that Pistons game? Or is that afterwards? Because they were probably thrown out, and then you get two game suspension. So this would be the second game, right? Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. So they're both going to be out. So I'd imagine. So uh, Bol Bol, I believe, is still injured. I don't think he'll be coming and playing. Uh, and so they're going to be without Bol Bol and then the Wagner boys. Uh, so they'll be, both be out. I'm checking on Bol Bol right now as we speak. Uh, but Fultz has been a very good player for them. Uh, he's been, a, 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 I guess, a little bit longer of a guard. Uh, and I imagine he'll be the guy who's probably going to be going against uh, Ja defensively. Um, looks like Bol Bol won't play Wednesday. COVID, COVID. So I'm not sure if he'll be back in time uh, mm-hmm. to play tomorrow. But uh, we'll see. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I'm just just looking at this team. Obviously, they don't scare me, but but I'm excited to see Paolo. Paolo, Paolo is by far and away the best rookie this year, I've already put my bet in. Thank you at plus 400. I believe we both did the same thing. Uh, but looking at Paolo, <laughs> he he is everything for them, right? But then you have Wendell Carter Jr., who I've talked about already. He went for 13 and 13 tonight. I don't think he does that tomorrow night. So I would expect him to go maybe 10 and 10 at the most. Like, the guy is just not... Steve-O is dominating these guys to the point where even though Wendell Carter is a, he's a little bit bigger, I don't think Steve-O is going to have any issues. They do have Mo Bamba on there, but you know what? I would rather have Santi Aldama for your Mo Bamba. And it rhymes. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so anything else Marco you Fultz because <laughs> I was going to say uh, if Marco Fultz is playing, I like her chances. Um, and I'm not trying to shout at Markel. <laughs> um, yes, you are. I like Markel, but I think I think it's going off again. The I think it's kind of proven that um, <laughs> it's proven that when he plays, like he kind of freezes Pilo out. So mm. he hasn't been the greatest of games. So uh, if Markel plays, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, there's not much to say on this game, honestly, but it is a game that R.J. Hampton, who is uh, his agent, is Mike Miller. Obviously, he's worked with him a lot. That's going to be cool to, you know, anytime that you have, you know, a team that you know anything about at all within the Grizzlies, uh, it's always cool to play. And so you're going to see R.J. Hampton there as well. Cole Anthony, who has been a Grizzlies killer, weirdly enough, is going to be playing as well. Uh, but Terrence Ross is a guy that I look at. And he's also a guy that I look at potentially being a trade target for somebody this this season. Uh, he's a guy who can just shoot, and he is an offensive threat only. 
but he went three of four from deep tonight. I expect him, if there is a line of one and a half on him for three-pointers, I'm 100% going to have him hitting two or more threes tomorrow night versus the Grizzlies. There's too many times, there's too many open, wide open three-point shots. I expect Terrence Ross. He played 22 minutes tonight. He can play another 22, 24 tomorrow night. So I expect to hit on those. Um, and that's pretty much it on their team. There, you know, Gary Harris doesn't worry me too much. He's going to be okay. He's a good player. He's a good vet for them. Uh, but it's mainly going to be the Palo show. Who do you think guards Palo? Do you think it's going to be maybe? I, I would imagine it's going to be Dylan, even though he's a power forward. But would you put Dylan or Jaron or Palo? I think I would put Dylan on him as Palo kind of operates out right like he's out to end he's not really like a low post guy so i think dylan can be physical with him on the perimeter and kind of hold up that yeah. um and jaron can just you know come in on the help side like he does and spot anything away if he gets past dylan so that would be my assumption that yeah that's what i was thinking as well so i believe it's gonna be dylan on uh on Boncaro, and then you're gonna have probably if houston's still starting again you're gonna have jaron on houston I think that's Michigan, Michigan State. If I'm not, um, if I'm not wrong there, uh, with my my draft knowledge of this mm, past draft, yeah. uh, then Wendell Carter was with Stevo, <laughs> and then you have Fultz, and I, I would imagine it's going to be Fultz and Ja, and then Gary Harris, who uh, would be with Bain. And so I and I'm I'm not sure 100 percent on this, and we're gonna and we're gonna wrap up here in a second, but um, I believe that we're gonna have. Uh, Bain playing his first back-to-back since coming from the injury. I know Jaron has now been officially cleared that he can – that coach and uh, the, the medical staff have all said that he's going to play in the back-to-back, which would be uh, this one upcoming tomorrow. But I believe the same thing and the same standards are set for Bain as he can now play on the back-to-backs. And as you saw tonight, Bain looked a lot better than he had been, and I think it's been mainly conditioning. So um, I think that's how it's going to play out. Anything else that you have on that game before we get out of here? No, the only thing I do want to mention is if, like, everybody that was usually on the end of the bench to be a sub night. Now, I don't know if that was because of illness stuff or a conflict with G League game or something. Um, I certainly would, wouldn't expect them to the trip or whatever, but I, it's possible that we could just sit a bunch of people, right? Now, this should be, with everybody that's out for Orlando, this should be an easy win. So I don't know if we're going to get the same kind of thing that where maybe, you know, the top end guys play basically a half and try to build it up as high as you can so everybody else can kind of come in. Uh, but that's kind of only the caveat that I have is that if they have a surprise, like they're sitting a bunch of people for some reason, mm. because they like to yeah. surprise us that way. Because tonight's like talking about gambling, like tonight's line made absolutely no sense to me like it was seven and a half at charlotte and that just that line made no sense to me like it was the easiest line i've seen all year um yeah it's just like if it was at a home game of the Grizzlies, you're giving them a point and a half maybe two bump it's nine and a half like really they're gonna cover 10 against the Grizzlies, who you know in wins are blowing people out with margin that line just didn't make sense. So I know what Orlando's will be for tomorrow, but I, I have would be it. shocked if there was like a surprise couple of people sitting out for no reason when they shouldn't. 
All right, so the line is out. Uh, all of it. It's all out. Total everything. What do you think the line is? Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. If I had to guess, like the Magic and Hornets are comparable teams back to back. Like you would assume it's the same, but there could be the a little extra bump because of the blowout. So I will say nine and a half to ten and a half. At what number would you hammer? What do you mean? <laughs> like, like what, what, what number? Like hammering? low. Yeah. Yes. Yes. For the Grizzlies, like if you saw this number before I give it to you, you're like, all right, I'm I'm throwing a lot on that one. It would be in the single digits. Anything from up to nine and a half. Okay, well, it's six. The line is six. The over-under is 226. It it's 226 and a half for the over-under, uh, which makes no sense either because uh, Orlando likes to get up and score as well. So that means that they're saying that the Grizzlies honestly have to score at least 116. 116 to 110 is what they're saying. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess because the Grizzlies haven't been a great road team, but Magic are missing people. Like this line can only mean that they're anticipating they, some sit out of a back to back, because that's kind of the history of the Grizzlies, right? They do that, but it, the line still makes no sense to me. Like, like it's just six and a half. You just watch them, you know, seven and a half of the to the Hornets are probably marked than the magic um i mean head to head i'll take the magic hornets um it's like them a, a, a little bit of a bump there but this should still be a double digit nine and a half yeah. plus like it, higher line yeah. six and a half makes no sense yeah i agree and the and the weird thing about this is so the, the grizzlies obviously have uh friday and saturday off right and they're traveling back home so they have two days rest so that's why I'm not too worried about it is because the Grizzlies have two days rest with a home game. So they're traveling back home. It's not on the road. They're not going to be uh, out in hotels. They're going to come back the same night. It's a 6 o'clock game, and they're going to travel back home. They're going to be in their bed roughly around – I won't say in their bed. They might be – they're going to be back in Memphis by by midnight <laughs> or 1 o'clock, right? Uh, whatever they end up doing, yeah. that's, that's on them, right? We'll let them go hang out. They want to go have some they – might, they might have some friends over. <laughs> John might have a basketball game in his house, right? Too too soon? Yeah. Too soon. Uh, um, he might invite the kids over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I don't have anything else. Uh, just uh, wanted to just want to hit on those those lines that they did come out. Uh, I expect the Grizzlies to play everybody. The only person that I would not um, expect them to play, and that would be Desmond Bain. But I believe that they've already come out and said that they're going to play him on a back to back. It's mainly just conditioning for him. So at this point, only playing whatever he played. I, nobody played more than 27 minutes. I do know that. Um, I forget what day it is. How, how in the world am I going to actually remember how many points? I mean, sorry, how many minutes they played uh, in, in a terrible Charlotte Hornets game? Uh, 25 minutes. I'm sorry. No, 26 minutes. I can't read either. Uh, but the Grizzlies, nobody playing over 27 minutes. I expect everybody to play again. Uh, especially on the back-to-back -back with two days rest afterwards coming back home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Grizzlies. I just hit it um, a, a, 
I did two units. I don't know if anybody else wants to. I did my full two units on the Grizzlies minus six. I felt comfortable about it. So uh, anything else that you have before we get out of here? Uh, the only thing is maybe this explains the Zaire playing tonight because he's going to play a lot tomorrow mm. and he doesn't play back-to-backs. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But if he yeah. doesn't play tomorrow again, something going on. There's something going on. It is. And I, I'm curious to a see foot. what it is. Like, I Let's hope say. that I hope this, I hope the guy figures it out. Um, and I will say like to uh, a lot of any, any viewers, listeners that we have, um, we have some, uh, some things happening behind the scenes that might be kind of cool. Uh, we're going to change some things up a little bit, uh, but we're going to be more consistent. Uh, but we're also going to try to do in just like a r- normal radio show might have, uh, we're going to have some guests that might pop in after games. They might not be here the entire time, but they're going to come in for 10, 15 minutes uh, at a time uh, just after games, whenever they can get done, you know, what if they're working for the Grizzlies, if they're doing something else in life, uh, they might be, have a chance to come by here and just pop in in the post-game show, uh, say a few things. We'll kind of pick their brain about the game that night. Uh, and then keep it moving. But we're going to make sure we're be a little bit more consistent as we kind of catch you know, our, our breath a little bit after the holidays uh, and head the right direction. If you're overseas and you had a chance to hear Funaki uh, uh, stats, uh, which is the Stephen Adams stats on Twitter, thank you for, for honestly uh, listening and watching that. He was awesome. Um, and so uh, we're hoping to have him back on again and make sure that uh, we kind of keep showing our love to, uh, to our Kiwi brethren and sisters, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, um, but but that's all we have. So we have some fun things planned, uh, and I hope you stay with us. Uh, I'll have some uh, some other fun news way down the road. But I don't I just we're going to put that as a teaser out now. But way down the road, we'll have some more fun things. But uh, but that's all we have. If you have a chance, go to YouTube and subscribe. Give us a rate review on podcast. We appreciate everybody. Be nice and tell your friends.